Have um, found cave. Stop. <laughs> Send word quick. Stop. Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texans by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share our views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elpstrom. We've spent a lot of time on this show talking about the landscape of Texas, the literal, cultural, and historical. But one thing we haven't explored very much is what's under the landscape. Caves. The Central Texas limestone that has supplied the building materials for so many Texan landmarks is also home to several high-quality and fascinating caverns that you can go and visit today. Yes, you! But first, in the spirit of springtime, what's your favorite memory from a Texas ballpark? Well, I'm going to go with one that I don't exactly remember, but it's a story that my dad has told Um when I was a child, we went to the Astrodome to see the Astros, and J.R. Richards was pitching, and uh, I was been reported to say that uh, the pitcher was going to hit a home run, and uh, everybody thought that was hilarious, and then he did. So <laughs> that's a pretty good memory. Yeah. Well, well, my favorite one is uh, from opening day of 1998, Texas Rangers, the ballpark in Arlington, and uh, I was working at a company called Stream at a call center. And uh, my roommate, our friend Joe, and several of our friends were going to go to the game, the opening day. They had tickets, and they were like, you want to go? And I was like, I got to work today. And I said, well, if you want to go, we should, you can go. We can get you a ticket. And so I called in sick. <laughs> and uh, uh, called in sick, and we went and got a scalp ticket and traded up, and we were able to uh, sit with everybody. And the very first pitch, it was against the – Chicago White Sox and Frank Thomas hit a hit a home run immediately for <laughs> first pitch. So they lost that game, but we had a good time, and and uh, it was the start of many Rangers games that I went to where they didn't win. Uh, so I am a curse to the Texas Rangers. Uh, sick day baseball games are some of the best yes, baseball indeed. games. We had a great time. Just just ask Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Well, you know, I'll say that uh, I do remember late in college, I don't even remember the particular year, I went to see uh, a Rangers game late in the season at the uh, at the Old Park, which we uh, talked about in our Texas Rangers episode. And what I remember was is that it was hot. Uh, it was like hot like the, the surface of the sun. And I just, I just, I don't, I don't remember who played. I remember the Rangers, uh, I'm pretty sure they lost and it was a blowout and I was ready to go pretty early on and they were like man we we get you know we're just getting started and i was like dude i'm melting and uh it, it, this this baby's wrapped yeah. up like i mean <clears throat> the right the the old the uh the fat lady was singing pretty early on in the game <laughs> uh but i will give a quick caveat memory um another college chum and former roommate to some uh donnie haltum a few years ago who is uh uh, managed to somehow get on the internet. Or there was a picture of him with a ridiculously oversized glove out there shagging balls <laughs> down in Houston. Minute Maid Park. <laughs> yeah, Minute Maid Park, yeah. His ridiculously oversized glove is probably my second favorite <laughs> ballpark memory. Oh, Donnie. So let's get this thing started. Let's talk about show caves. What is a show cave? Well, according to Wikipedia, which is the font of all knowledge that we bow to, a show cave is also known as a tourist cave or a commercial cave. And that is to say a cave managed by a government or commercial organization and made accessible to the general public, 
usually for an interest fee. Now this is in contrast to a wild cave, which isn't managed or maintained by anyone, even though may be open to the public. Show caves usually have well-traveled and explored areas and conveniences, such as walkways, railings, and lights, so visitors don't have to crawl around in the dark or potentially die. <laughs> so how do these caves form? Well, most of the show caves in Texas are what's known as solutional caves. These form when rainwater mixes with groundwater and minerals to create an acidic solution, such as carbonic acid or another organic acid. This solution percolates through the soluble stone and carves out chambers and tunnels over many millions of years. Caves that are below the water table or the local groundwater level, of course, will be flooded. And thank you for that science lesson. <laughs> Within the chambers that haven't been flooded, you'll find fantastic formations such as stalactites, stalagmites, helictites, and soda straws, not to mention the slimy-looking flowstone. These formations, known collectively as Beliothems are the product of constant, minuscule drips of water that deposit minerals on their way across the empty space. These far-out-looking natural structures are typically the main attractions that draw people to visit the caves. But don't touch. The oils on your skin can damage the natural works of art and ruin it for everyone else. Now, where do the mole people fit into this? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll, I maybe am we'll, the uh, underminer! Maybe we'll find out later. <laughs> But just as intriguing as the science behind these caves' formation are the stories of their discovery and development. If you're headed southbound on I-35 from DFW, right about the time you hit Georgetown, just before Austin, you'll see the gorgeously retro sign for the Inner Space Cavern. This was discovered in 1963 by, what else in Texas, highway construction workers who were drilling boreholes before building an overpass. These holes indicated a cavity about 33 feet underground, and they were all over the place. They dug a three-foot diameter access shaft, and a worker was lowered into the chamber, now known as the Outer Cathedral. About two kilometers of passages were mapped before the site was sealed and the freeway was completed. Because in Texas, nothing can stand in the way of highway construction. No. Not long after that, the Georgetown Corporation was formed to lease the cave from the Lawback family who owned the land and they began excavating more passageways. Inner Space opened to the public as a show cave in 1966. The trail inside starts out with a cable car ride, and it moves along a trench cut into the floor, but opening up into the outer cathedral. Here, visitors can see the original access shaft. From there, you go past and through many different formations, including the Flowing Stone of Time, the Bone Sink, and the Lake of the Moon. This is where you would get a light and sound show that talks about the history of the cave. Inner Space is a karst cave, which is a particular type of solutional cave carved out of limestone, dolomite, and gypsum. The cavern is estimated to be 90 to 100 million years old. Running a little over 20,000 feet from end to end at 69 feet deep, the cave runs almost directly underneath the freeway. Inner Space occasionally floods due to heavy rains, making the trail impassable for months at a time. Um, the abundance of pools and moisture also means that it's home to a significant number of invertebrate species, including two endangered species. The Texella reyesi, which is also known as the Bone Cave Harvestman, and the Bartrosodes texanus, the Coffin Cave Mold Beetle. In addition to the cave formations and invertebrates, inner space is home to many Pleistocene-era fossils, including mammoths, saber-toothed cats, uh, and a Volkswagen-sized armadillo called a glyphodent. 
and variants of camels, horses, and ground sloths. The oldest of the fossils dates to around 23,000 years ago. Many of these animals ended up in the cave through sinkholes to the surface, which are common in limestone solutional caves. Their complete skeleton there are complete skeletons of an extinct peccary, a pig-like mammal that was apparently fond of crawling into remote passageways to die. Even though inner space, known as Laubach Cavern to paleontologists, has been in operation as a show cave now for 50 years, much of it remains unexplored. Most of what's left is difficult to excavate or navigate, and efforts to resurvey and expand the exploration have stalled. Beyond the normal tour, there are wild tours available, which will take more adventurous visitors off the Vieton path. Maybe they would be spelunkers? Yes. Okay. Now, fun fact. Inner Space was the first cave to bring felony charges against a visitor who touched and damaged a formation. So keep your hands to yourself, because you could go to jail. Ah. Possibly. I don't know. I couldn't find the resolution of that case. So. Well, hopefully they threw the book at him for touching the stalactites. Priceless natural formations and artifacts. So, I don't know. Have either of you been to inner space? I've, I've not been to inner space. I've driven past the sign a million times, and it's kind of like um, the uh, the prison museum in Huntsville or the <laughs> Texas Rangers Museum or Dr. Pepper Museum in oh Waco. It's like, I really should stop. Not this trip. Yeah. Well, yeah. I... I haven't well, been either because although my parents only live about 25 minutes away from there, but in the year, all the years they've lived there, we've never been. So hopefully we'll take the kids the next time we go. A yeah. good excuse well, this summer. Yeah. Well, for me, um, inner space, like uh, both of the other caves that we're going to talk about today, are with well within a day trip's driving distance from my grandmother's house just outside of Austin. Um so this was one of our destinations one summer as uh, I would go to visit my grandmother with my brother or my cousin. Um, so this is the first cave that I remember visiting. And somewhere I've got a picture. I'll try and find it so that we can, we can post it on the internet. But uh, there's a picture of me and my brother and my cousin sitting in our matching outfits on the floor of Inner Space Cavern, um, probably listening to the, uh, you know, the, the light and sound show. Um, but it's it's really cool to go down in this cave, and they they give you the whole uh, history of the cave, and you know how it was formed millions of years ago, and how the water coursed through the earth and created this chamber that was locked away for thousands and thousands of years, and talks about the fossils, and it's it's just a really cool thing, especially for kids that uh, aren't jaded by science. I love caves. <laughs> No, I, you know, it's one of those, it's like I said, it's it's a landmark, it's a roadside thing, and we've talked about some of these pieces of, of uh, it's not Texas kitsch, and it's not Texas pop culture or something, it actually is a really interesting natural uh, historical formation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, unlike a lot of other roadside attractions, it's it's not like just a tourist trap. I mean, it's yeah. been developed into something that people can come visit and it's a destination and obviously they're, they're trying to make money, but it's also very educational and yeah. there's a lot of real science around geology mm -hmm. and, and the, you know, the history. I mean, this was one of the first times that I really kind of felt the weight of, you know, something on a geological time scale. On the south side of Austin near San Marcos is another show cave along I-35. Known as Wonder Cave, it's part of the Wonder World theme park. The oldest and longest continuously operating show cave in Texas, it's also the smallest at a mere 1,296 feet in length. The discovery and opening of the cave has a great story detailed in the historical marker at the site. 
in Balcones Fault created by prehistoric earth shift, said to have been the campsite of Indians and Spaniards, especially priests who planted anaqua trees in the especially priests who planted anaqua trees in the area. By legend, robber gangs in the eighteen twenties re by legend, robber gangs in the 1820s cashed Camino Real booty here. Discovered 1893 for Anglo-Texas by Mark A. and Elizabeth Burleson Beavers after watered well drill fell 158 feet at their home here. This became first commercially opened cave in state about 1900 when W.S. Davids gave guided tours by candlelight. Bought in 1916 for $50 and a gray horse by A.B. Roger, who spent his lifetime in discovery and development. Now, that's word for word what came off the historical marker <laughs> that I found a photo of online. <laughs> and I just I wanted to preserve that because you could tell that they had a, a character limit, yeah. a word limit on there. And so they cut out some uh, typical structures that you find in the English language. Yeah. Have um, found cave. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Send word quick. Stop. Yeah. What isn't mentioned on here is that apparently uh, the Beavers, uh, Mark Beaver, also used the cave for a time as a repository for his uh, still and uh, distillery operation, oh, well, yes. um, <clears throat> which may or may not have been quite legal. Yeah. But in any case, what really sets Wonder Cave apart from uh, the others on our list is that it's actually an earthquake-formed cave. Rather than a solutionary cave like Inner Space or Natural Bridge Cavern, which we'll talk about in a bit, this little hole in the ground was born from a fracture in the Balcones fault zone rather than dissolved from seeping water. Uh, the cave itself is almost just a straight crack in the limestone, but over time it's been modified by water and parts of the cave were filled with breakdown from the fault. So further geologic activity has caused parts of it to collapse and being opened um, you know, water has gotten in there and carved additional areas. But it, it, it's not, you know, a solutionary cave like the others. So while not originally formed as a solutionary cave, Wonder Cave does contain some speleotherms that have formed over time. There's Beaver's Well, for example, which is 93 feet deep from the surface of the water. Wildlife such as the Texas blind salamander and blind shrimp have been seen in the cave, but not in recent years. A survey in 1970 mapped out most of the three levels of Wonder Cave, but there are probably several chambers that haven't been mapped yet. Most of what you'll see is the main hall, which is the largest chamber on the tour. At the end of the tour, you'll ride back to the surface on the Stradivator elevator, where you can observe the mini geologic strata between you and the surface. If you spring for an extra ticket, you'll go all the way to the top of the Texas... If you spring for an extra ticket, you'll go all the way to the top of the Tejas Observation Tower, where you can get a pretty decent view of the Texas Hill Country. In addition to Wonder Cave itself, Wonder World boasts a wildlife park, the Mystery Mountain Waterfalls, and the topsy-turvy world of the Anti-Gravity House. It's all a nice little destination for a quick Texas road trip. So... Wonder Cave is kind of a blend between, it's like, hey, here's the cool sciencey cave, and here's all your typical roadside attractions. So it's kind of a one-stop deal. Um, I didn't see it in any of the articles that I, I researched for this, but I have a memory of Wonder Cave when you get to the end, right before you get on the elevator. Um, there was like a an area where there's just a bunch of really fine limestone talc, I guess, and uh, you could like take a penny and you rub it with this powder and it would shine it right up. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. It also gave you finger cancer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, um, 
Here's the thing, by, by the way, go back and listen to the Six Flags episode, folks, and you can everybody make fun of me because I've never been to Six Flags. Yeah. I've never been to these caves. <laughs> That's okay. So I, I, I so have a memory. Nobody's making fun of me for not going to all these yeah, caves. I have a memory of going to Wonder World, but I don't remember very much of it. What I do remember is Aquariana Springs was nearby, and yeah. uh I remember Ralph the Swimming Pig quite, yes, quite. Yes. I think we mentioned him yeah, before. Yeah, we mentioned him before, yeah. but I don't really have much memory of of the Wonder Cave. Sorry. Yeah. Now, what I do, it's another memory I have of uh, Wonder World, is I remember going, I remember the topsy-turvy house, the, the anti-gravity house, um, it's your typical um, kind of theme park wacky house with slanted rooms, and you have has the whole room where you... You know, one person looks taller than the yeah. other, and they've got water running uphill, and you know all those cool optical illusions. They've got those there, but Wonder Cave or Wonder World is also uh, memorable to me because I believe that is the place that I got my coonskin cap as a child in their gift shop, mm-hmm. um, as well as a set of handcuffs. Mm. So, um, mm-hmm. a lot, those, lot of good. Those go together there. quite. I think Davy Crockett did indeed have handcuffs when he came to Texas. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> now. Back to the cave itself, um, one of the cool things about the cave is like, you know, it's talking about the Stratovator that, you know, it's like you, you go down through the trail and you follow it all the way down the cave. You know, I think there's like a train car that takes you down the, you know, most of the depth. But you wind your way through this cave down to a low point and then you get in this elevator and you go back up through a straight shaft and you you know, like it says, you, you can literally see the different strata in the rock. You know, it's like here you are, you know multiples of tens of feet underground and you, you take this elevator up and you can see every layer of it on your way back up and it kind of just gives you this whole um feeling of like hey i was was underneath all of this that's pretty crazy um and also really cool um and the other cool thing about it is since it's a a fault cave you can actually see you know it's like hey when an earthquake happens this is this is what it does right it's like you see these big giant slabs of rock move past each other and you kind of see that from the inside which is Pretty cool and not something that uh, you see all the time. Well, there you go. That sounds, that actually sounds great. I mean, the funny thing is we went to, uh, you're not that far. It's halfway between the next cave and this cave uh, to Stinky Falls when I was a kid. But uh, that's an above ground attraction <laughs> that has no science whatsoever. So just a little closer to San Antonio from Austin but still along the Magical Cave Highway that we know as I-35 near New Braunfels is Natural Bridge Caverns. Have you ever driven through Texas? You may remember it from all the dinosaur-laden billboards that were up and down the highway, stretching more than 11,000 feet long and 200 feet below the ground, stretching more than 11,000 feet in length and 200 feet below the ground. It's the most popular show cave in Texas. In 1960, four college students and caving enthusiasts from St. Mary's University in San Antonio got permission from landowners to explore the area under a spectacular 60-foot natural limestone bridge that is the attraction's namesake. This oddity was formed when the rest of a large sinkhole collapsed below a chamber of the cave. The cavers felt a cool draft from a rubble-filled crawlway, and they began worming their way into the passage beneath. They scrambled through about two miles of passageway before returning to the surface and telling the landowners about their discovery. 
Now, they all knew it was an astonishing find, so they decided to develop the most spectacular half-mile of the cavern for the public to enjoy, and this is now known as the Discovery Tour. Uh, one of these college students actually dropped out of school to help develop this location. Um, they dug two tunnels to provide a sloping entrance into St. Mary's Hall, the entry chamber, and another tunnel into the main north caverns, which are now called the Discovery Passages. Adamant about preserving the cave's natural condition, they installed glass doors to prevent it from drying out. Um, all this construction, uh, they did it with special care not to damage the cave. They wanted to preserve it as much as possible. Attractions on the Discovery Tour include spectacular formations like Sherwood Forest, the Totem Poles, and Purgatory Creek. There's the Castle of the White Giants with its massive stalactites, stalagmites, and columns, and Grendel's Canyon, which slopes down to the deepest part of the cave at 250 feet below the entrance. Stairs take the path into the Hall of the Mountain Kings, a huge dome chamber with flowstone and the evocative fried egg formations throughout. During excavations of the Natural Bridge Caverns, along the entrance trail they discovered a human tooth, arrowheads, and spearheads dating to around 5000 BC, so these college students weren't the people who discovered this cave. They also f rediscovered. They, rediscovered it. they also found the mm. femur and jawbone of an extinct species of black bear just inside the entrance. And further archaeological exploration in recent years shows significant use of the area by prehistoric residents. Natural Bridge Cavern continues to be explored and expanded. Beyond the discovery passages, there are the hidden passages, formerly known as the South Cavern. This area was opened up in 1967 when additional boreholes were drilled just beyond the main entry. So they discovered that first chamber, and then they're like, you know, it seems like there's something on the other side over here. So they dug some boreholes, and sure enough, there's a whole separate section of the cave. There's additional tunnels that have not been fully surveyed. Uh, several hundred officially surveyed feet were added to the cave in 2005, and an estimated mile or so could be added just by fully mapping uh, passages that they've discovered. So what happens in a lot of cases in these caves is like, here's the parts that are pretty easy to get to. Uh, we can see there's a passageway going this direction, but we're not going to bother going that way because it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be a lot of effort to you know, move boulders out of the way and stuff. So these caverns usually are much larger than they appear to be. There's evidence in Natural Bridge Cavern of bats living there in the past, although none currently call it home. Sections of the cave have floors covered by a large accumulation of bat guano. Nearby, however, is Bracken Cave, which is home to one of the two largest bat colonies in Texas, and it has a tour as part of the Natural Bridge Cavern's attraction. Due to its size, careful development, and fantastic formations, Natural Bridge Caverns continues to be one of the most attended and well-regarded show caves in the nation. In addition to the cave, the Natural Bridge attraction includes a canopy challenge, high-wire rope course, and a maze. If you're feeling adventurous, there are adventure tours that cover both the Discovery Passages and the Hidden Passages, as well as a lantern tour so you can explore the cave using only your handheld cave lantern, as spelunking was meant to do. <laughs> can, can I have a hat? Yeah. So, can I have a hat with a, with a lantern on it? <laughs> like a hard hat? There, there, there's I, actually the, the adventure tours that they do. Um, hmm. You actually go into parts of the cave where they have to give you gear, you know, like a hard hat and stuff. And uh, hmm. you have to sign a waiver and all that, all that fun hey, stuff. Hey, if you got to sign but, a uh, waiver, could, then it's really fun. 
Hey, yeah. hey, why, sh- I tell you what, Sean, why don't you, we'll go down there and you can wear your steampunk <laughs> costume and then I can throw you down a well. So has anybody else been to Natural Bridge Cavern or am I still the you only, are the one? only You're the only speaker here. I am the only caver. Well, okay. Natural Bridge Caverns, again, was a day trip when I was with my grandmother's. Um, I loved it there. It's really cool. I, ha- I need to go back because that whole South Cave hidden passages, I don't think that was open when I was there as a kid. So I'm eager to go back and check it out. Well, this definitely needs to be on like the list of things to go. Like There's a, a list of Texas... Uh, uh, we need to make like a list or a Pinterest page or something we can put up there and be like, what are the cool things that we need to go see? Like I've got big Lexes on the list for me. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> clearly there's three cave stops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's more. Um, you know, these are just three of the many showcases. Yeah, and they're Texas, probably the most the famous. ones that I've been to. Yeah. I think yeah. they're the well, most famous. There, there's some others that apparently are very popular. Um, they're just not as, I guess, commercialized. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe in a future episode, we'll talk about those. There's the Cascade Cavern, the uh, interestingly named Cave Without a Name, the Caverns of Sonora, and Longhorn Cavern, which is actually at uh, Longhorn Cavern State Park. Um, But until we get to that, I definitely recommend you check these caves out. Um, They're all closely located around each other in Central Texas. Um, So if you live in the Austin area or you're going through there between Austin and San Antonio maybe take the time to, to stop and check them out because uh, they're really neat and a lot yeah, of fun. It's, it's interesting the the way that people don't think that geod- geology does play a, a role in Texas's history. And and just as it played a major role in the formation of these, these caverns, um, limestone, if you live in Texas and you especially live in central Texas, there's limestone everywhere. And so many houses are built with limestone. Uh, Every courthouse in Central Texas is built with yeah with, like with limestone, yeah. Um, and so that's that you know that limestone permeates the you know th- deep into the ground throughout the entire Central Texas and the Hill Country. Um, I mean, it was it was the reason why these vast fields of grass grew uh, to feed the buffaloes, um, and then when cattle were introduced, that, that you know now Central Texas and the Hill Country looks like. You know, patches of limestone are coming up because the cattle ate all the out of the grass. But you know, and then you talk about the 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 natural. I mean, I'm sorry. You talk about the Wonder Cave. It was a it was a earthquake form cave from the Balcones Escarpment, which is a fault line, and that the Balcones Escarpment was a major geo, geo, geologic feature in Texas. It you went up onto the escarpment, and that's where you got to the hill country in this open land. So. It is fascinating to me, like the role that geology plays in history and in, in culture in Texas. Well, you just, it's one of those things of, of remembering that Texas is 10% of the U.S. continental landmass. And so you go from the, from the sandy deserts of, of West Texas to the piney forests of the East with, you know, rich loamy soil. You get to the, to the Gulf Coast with that. But then right there in Central Texas, there's all this beautiful, interesting rock formations. And, you know, especially like if you go west of Austin in there's sort of a a period where you go just west of Austin, it's rolling hills with all this interesting exposed rock, you know, and and you just go, man, like, you know, what other place has as much diversity? 
maybe Australia, but other than that, I can't think of well, a, of a and, place. And the reason why you know would ask why are all these on I thirty five? Well, it's because they 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 took I thirty five down through the middle of the state, through this geologic formation that Mike just talked about. So that, that's why those features are there. Yeah, in fact, in uh, when I was researching this, I found a site um, online that has a map of caving destinations in Texas, and it's like this cluster, <laughs> cluster of dots right in the the, the, mm-hmm. the center of the state. Yeah. So, so, so I'm going sweet. to admit something that will that will probably make me rival the the ridicule that Mike faces every time the subject of Six Flags comes up, <laughs> and that is that I have not been to uh, to my knowledge I haven't been to any cave in Texas with the possible exception maybe of Wonder World, which I doubt. I don't, if I don't remember it, I probably didn't go there. However, I have been to a cave that is near Texas and parts of that system actually comes into Texas. I've been to Carlsbad Cavern in New Mexico, and so. Which, Which is not New Mexico. <laughs> Actually, I think the deepest cavern in in the, yeah. Uh, the I United have States, been to Carlsbad Cavern, so um, I want to take the kids to to the the uh, inner space, which is near my near, near their grandparents' house. So hopefully this summer we'll get to go see that, and um, my kids won't do what my brother did when we went to Bo- Carlsbad Cavern, which would say which would say I'm boring, I'm boring for three straight hours. And finally, I said, yes, you are boring, because <laughs> he was five. So he's saying the wrong word. But yes, he was yeah. definitively I bored with the Carlsbad Cavern. These are some great Texas destinations. Uh, you're looking for kind of a fun staycation while you're in Texas, or maybe you're visiting from out of state and you want to see the geological wonder that is under the earth. Yep. And You're listening to The Delicious Dish on NPR. <laughs> and if you've got <laughs> your own stories about... Uh, caves in texas i I would especially like to hear your stories about the caves that i haven't visited like longhorn cavern or the cave with no name if you've been to those places um tell us about it because i'm interested to know yeah drop us a line we'll like to talk about it that wraps things up for today you can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com we'd love to hear from you so like and share us on facebook Follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast or get yourself to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. You can follow us individually, too. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Shaw with two N's. And I'm Scotticus. If you like the show and you'd like to support us financially, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Texas Podcast, where you, too, can become a Come and take it, Texas Ranger. You know you love this show, you love Texas, and all the geological miracles contained therein. So get on the blower. Go tell your friends and get yourself to iTunes and leave a review because that really helps us out to find new listeners just like you. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway. Thank you.